Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. Are we? Trent, we're being videotaped. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, well, I don't know. We tried to videotape in the early years, and I didn't think it was much action. Where, where do I look? Do I look there? Do I look at you? Do I look at our get? I'm so confused. I don't know, but I never see you wear a hat because <laughs> you always want to show those flowing oh, locks. You, they're they're covered up today. Wow. Is there gray in there? Yeah, there's a lot ooh, of there's a lot of gray ooh, in there. Yeah, man. I don't know what it was. I turned forty, and it's just like pow. Yeah, I got it all turned gray. I got gray in my goatee. In your goatee? I don't have a goatee. <laughs> that was pretty funny, wasn't it, TJ? <laughs> it, it is something that I just can't do. Goodness gracious! I, I would look like a somebody that was about I don't know eighteen in high school that hadn't shaved. Well, probably more like fifteen. I get a patch here, a patch there. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, Reagan shaves the top of her toes occasionally. Yeah. And I was like, I never feel it all bristly on your toes when I'm rubbing your feet three times a day. Three times a day? <laughs> Dang. Somebody just opened the door behind our map of Charlotte. <laughs> Why do we have a map of Charlotte behind us today? Uh, you're asking Oh, because me, we're video recording. This thing Duh. has been here for... God knows how long. I've never noticed it one time. It hadn't been dropped. Never been dropped. But you can still see it up above. I mean, people can actually see and just it so, at some and point. Hopefully the managers at the radio station are listening to this. You broke something in the ceiling. Nah, that wasn't me. <laughs> something popped. Was, and it wasn't my knee. Well, I can tell you as long as that thing's been there, it's probably not under warranty. How old do you think the city is there? I don't know. Seven to eight, to eight ten years? No, no. The city would be like... 164 years old. Well, you got the well. <laughs> that was a deep one, wasn't it? Got me. Got deep. <laughs> on right. Friday. We're recording on Friday after lunch on Friday. So this is rowdy. Yeah. Rowdy time. And if you, if you honestly, we could talk about this a lot, but if you want to see what we actually look like now, not like the picture that we probably took five or six years ago on our, on our web WBT. That is not page. a good picture. Um, you know, we look a little, we've aged a little like bit. Like I used to didn't think my voice sounded good, but I got used to it. We're aged, but now you can see what we look like. I need by... to start doing more selfies. I'll start thinking I'm handsome. No. I don't <laughs> you should get a selfie stick. We're doing this program at our work where people at our work listen to the show. Right. Zakia won. We asked him a question in the show, and she won the question. Her name got put into a drawing. So... We went to lunch prior to the show, so I got to go spend some time with Zakia. Well, you could. That could be a wonderful question for this week. So the question is, what is the question? Who did Trent have lunch with last week and won the the award, the the drawing for the show? I had lunch with myself. You did? Okay. (laughs) No, but tell them why we're recording, Trent. I mean, tell tell them what what Sarah's doing. Sarah Stryhal. (laughs) Hall, (laughs) hall. It's the it's the German, right? Polish. Oh, Polish! I go on Polish every time. Goodness gracious! I thought all the Bruhauses were German. That's what John Marino. But told she's H A S, not H A U S, right? Really? That's the Polish spelling. Yeah. Wow. 
Man. But she's here promoting our social media stuff, right? Which she's is that what she's doing? Job. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I, think I didn't know. We got to, can't look bad when we do the radio show. So I'll tell you something. Look good. Talking about this picture of the city behind us, I have a picture. Our office is on West Moorhead Street, and I've always driven into the city. I, I don't think I've ever even told this story on the radio. I've always driven into the city with my father as a kid down Wilkinson Boulevard, you know, over the hump where West Moorhead breaks off. And the view of the city that now has a stadium prominently over, over 77, yeah. you can see 277. That's always been the view that I've had my whole life. So I have a picture of the in the mid '80s of that angle was a was a photograph that my granddad had in the office, and I have a picture of the mid '90s, and I have a picture that I got out of college at like '05. I just bought these at the picture store, and then my view is kind of like the modern day view. So 2000 and what are we recording this? 2019, 23. Oh, 23. Yep. Wow. How old's the city? Did you Google it? 167 years old. Chat GPT. No. Check it out. <laughs> that stuff scares me, man. I'm, we don't need to be talking about that yet, do we? How do we? How, how do I replace myself in business? Chat GPT. My phone's doing a bunch of weird stuff right now. <laughs> I'm not, not sure what to do. Um, do you want to give me the answer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you I'm, can't. Personal relationships always mean something, right? I don't. Uh, I mean, I I'm not scared of Chat GPT. If we get more efficient, the world prosper better. So that's all I'm going to call it. I'm embracing technology. But Trey came home here and talked about that, right? Oh yeah. What was he talking about? And the Donovans talked about it a little bit as the well. The Donovans did. Yep. Yeah, Robert's all into that stuff. We all. I mean, we've had a several. We've had a lot of AI information. Well, Trey was more medical, right? Yeah. And then who came on that was talking about the retail side before that? Uh, with uh, what, what, what is retail? I can't remember who it was, but we've had three or four shows that have all had. It's an kind AI. of the buzz of the. So badge, badge stones our guest today. Yes, you can't talk yet. So I'm gonna put words in your mouth. <laughs> what AI are you bringing to the table, son? Badge is more. <laughs> I, I, I like this in badge. He's more like me. I think he's a little brick and mortar. Got to work hard, and knuckles got to be bleeding. Right? None of this fancy technology crap. Nah, you got technology on lock. <laughs> you brought technology. Badge is a f- fellow UNC alumni. Oh, man, we're surrounded. Yeah, okay. we, we're coming at him today. Uh, and, and he brought tech to Chapel Hill, I think. Man, all right. That's what he did. He was. He looks He's, like he would have been there for the, 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 the transition from dial-up to DSL, kind of like we were. The what? Maybe. That's that's an internet. Oh, you're type talking service. about that? Yeah, talking about me never being online at college. <laughs> you with my Acer? We had an Acer. I think I had, I've had an Acer. I had an Acer. Too. It had some good. Uh, yeah. I think it had Solitaire was on lock. Oh, it was really good. Oh, <laughs> I could do an Excel sales spreadsheet back in the day. Well, wrap it up, man. Well, cool. Well, yeah, Segment we got one. Badgestone, a dear friend of mine. I had a put in the headlock to get on the radio show. He's here. We're going to cut up and have a good time. We got Sarah Strahas in the house and TJ Boggs, who said Wade Boggs signed the Boston Red Sox after him. He's got, if you don't know, look up Wade Boggs. He's got You're a Hawaiian shirt. You're listening to At Home with Roby. We'll be right back. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the first segment, go back. You can check it out on any of our social media pages, LinkedIn, Instagram, you Facebook. You hear that badge? We're moving Man, on up we in the world. In we got Sarah Strahouse from Technology. Pol- <laughs> Her family hails from <laughs> Poland. 
<laughs> she just moved here like a couple years ago from Poland. Yeah, it's did amazing. You? That one, we did a whole show on your background. I know we're just picking at her. She contractor can't, from the north. This is so unfair to her because we're saying know. this she stuff. Can't she can't say, say nothing. She's like, why am I Take here? that. No, she's doing great. And but, and uh, and I was gonna say you should have said when you introduced this time how this is nervous, my Patrick. I mean, McKay. Patrick, <laughs> nervous, nervous, McPatrick. M- M- nervous, Purvis over here. Now it's weird because you're nervous. She's taking pictures. You're not acting like, like yourself, Patrick. You're not acting like yourself. <laughs> I just did Blue Steel. Hey, Badge. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. Trent. How you doing, Patrick. buddy? Yeah, I'm sir. doing great, man. Good. Great. Are you regretting coming on at this point? You know, I, I was in a compromising <laughs> position when Trent asked yeah. me if, a month ago. So, and I followed uh, no, up. No regrets. With, That's good. So. No, I said, Christian, tell me the last time Badge said no. <laughs> you no. are persistent. We, ba- Badge has got. I mean, he's got some stories now. Oh yeah, it sounds like it. In the break, you were talking about. Uh, we were talking about you listening to WBT on the radio, and you said you were working in the fields. The kid is at. Did you grow up in that environment? I did. Yeah, my um, uh, my mom and dad grew up poor um, in eastern North Carolina, Scotland okay. County. Yeah, yeah. Um, outside of Laurenburg and. Uh, they built a farm, and a lot of people talk about uh, growing up in a business. I literally grew up on the business. Uh, oh, so yeah. you open the door, and it's there. So your mom and dad built a farm. Explain that. Yeah, so uh, it's interesting. One of the stories that kind of drives me that I hear, I, I've heard throughout my life is that um, so my mom and dad were living in a trailer, and uh, my dad shows up with a brand-new cotton picker, and my mom said, I thought you were going to build my house. And uh, he said, this cotton picker is going to build your house. Wow. Um, oh, and man. so that those stories kind of resonate with me. And um, my dad was 21 years old, walked into a bank, borrowed $25,000. And in 1970, that was a lot of money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, a lot of money. It's a lot of money today brother. still, yeah. And uh, they believed in him, lent him the money, and he started from scratch and worked, you know, 18-hour days to build a business. And that, he didn't come from a farming family? Well, I mean, there's different types of farming families. Do you own the farm or do you work on the farm? Right, yeah. he, he didn't come from the owning the the farming. And, but from that area, east of Laurenburg. Yes. And he said, "I want to go get a start. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna risk everything I got, go into the bank to buy a cotton picker." Yeah. Well, really, the cotton picker was a little later. That was for a tractor oh, okay. and other things. Um, but he had already started. What did he? Did he bought he borrowed money from the bank to buy the land. Uh, yeah, slowly at first, but a lot of it was for the equipment at first as well. Wow, that's so, cool. I wasn't around when he was doing when that. When he was twenty one, I just hear the story. <laughs> you yeah. weren't you weren't sixteen <laughs> listening to these great. That's right. <laughs> watching this happen, uh, man. What do you think about that? First, yeah, first guess we've had with that story. I know, I like it. I mean, it, but you, you I mean farming is just eighteen hours a day. You're you're not Kenny Trent and I have some outside experience with farming through through relatives of ours but uh is the farm still in your family or it is my brother runs it now oh, my yeah. mom since passed but my dad is uh it still lives on the farm yeah and works as hard as ever really yeah. it's row crops it's cotton soybeans wheat yeah uh, cattle uh we did a lot of tobacco when i was growing up i joke to people it was my motivation for a higher education but the truth is it was my best education my, my in-laws uh, uh, operate a farm in Indiana, same kind of deal. My my brother-in-law is, is taking it over from my father-in-law, but it's the same deal. I mean, they, they, he, he, they, he has just finished restoring their old farmhouse, and it's like 
you'd be like walking out the front door. The shop's right, I mean, literally 20 feet across from the front door. That's it. But that's where he wants to be. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's ease of access, right? All the stuff's going on and, and similar corn, soybeans, and, and cattle. Yeah, I tell my wife, the older I get, the more I want. I, I just want to build a pole barn. So yeah. a pole barn where you can put stuff under and you have space. Yeah. So I feel like I'm reverting back to that. That's sure. cool. That's a simple life, right? And that's success. You, you know, it's funny. Like I, it, it's I, I tell people growing up on a farm, literally every single day is life or death. Is that simple? It's not really simple, but um, there's certainly less complexity of decisions or people honking horns at you. And you really don't have a lot of control. You got to trust in that's trust right. in a higher being, right? right? Trust in the Lord or whatever that's it is. Exactly right. Because because He can bring rain or 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 drought. That's you right. Know? Yeah. Cold or heat, uh, whole thing. Yeah. So uh, no, it's, I, I I appreciate that. It takes a lot of faith to, to have your life depend on that farm. Yeah, absolutely. So so the crop growing up was was tobacco. Cotton was the main crop. Um, but we did soybeans, wheat, and tobacco as well. Okay. Um, did you rotate them? Was there a system to that? We did, yeah. You, you rotated. There, uh, technology's come a long way since then, and you can do a lot more planning now and things. But uh, there were more people involved in, in that. But, um, but, yeah, you rotate. You even still rotate. Is tobacco more. not a good crop anymore? Uh, we made decisions to get out of tobacco for moral reasons, um, and you know my dad did. I say, uh, yeah. And then, uh, but people still do farm it. But we decided um, long ago to get out. For How many thing. siblings do you have? A brother and a sister, two. And you are oldest, youngest. What do you think? Your guess. middle. Your guest Patrick. Oh man, <laughs> the, uh, youngest. I'm the baby. Yeah. We're running the show, baby yeah. boy. I'm the baby. Okay, only, we got to take the take only back reason over. I said that is I would I would assume that your brother probably was destined to be the farm takeover. Guy. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it is funny. Not like I'm not kidding you. My dad, when we'd come home, get off the bus, he would point my my brother to the farm and point me to go study. He just that's just the way things were. Yeah, really. It's kind mm-hmm. of my, how yeah. much younger are you than your sibling? Uh, my sister is two years older than my brother, and I'm two years younger than him. So we're what's two, your two, sister two. do? Uh, well, she was uh, she works for a large multinational as their uh, like nurse, healthcare nurse. She used to run the surgical unit for the local hospital, and decided to kind of. Yeah, my sister's an ER doctor. Oh wow! You know, but I'm the middle. That. I'm younger than my brother. Oh, wow. He's more the traditional construction guy, and I'm the loser of the of the two. <laughs> and my sister's an ER doctor. What's her? Where's that really put me? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my dad thought I was gonna be smart too, so he wanted me to go to go to the best school I could. Well, he wanted the same for my brother, but I went to Chapel Hill. You went to Chapel Absolutely. Hill, right? Go Hills. Oh gosh. Now you're a Moorhead scholar. I am. I am. What wow. is a Moorhead scholar? Uh, well, now it's a Moorhead Kane Scholar, um, but it is uh, pretty special. It's it's modeled after the Rhodes Scholarship. It, it was really founded by John Motley Moorhead to uh, attract talent and bring talent from really around the globe um, that maybe had other options. Uh, probably 50% of the people that get the scholarship are from uh, North Carolina, so it's also, you know, to help lift up North Carolinians. Um and, and attract you to the University of North Carolina. And, and it's a four-year, all-expense-paid. Um, it has an, a tremendous network. And every summer, you get to do things. So my first summer, uh, I actually, I mean, I, I used to tell people that uh, the Moorhead changed my life. But really, that's a disservice to my parents. So I say it enhanced my life. Like, I'd never flown on a plane. I had never oh, wow. been yeah. on a train. I'd never been to Europe. And it paid for all of that. It's pretty special. Really? 
How many people get the received the Moorhead every year, or did when you were fifty? Fifty total. Yeah, yeah. Now it's different now. I think there's about ninety, but there were fifty. That is a special group of people. Yeah, I know. I, I I didn't even apply. My dad's like, you want to apply? Like, <laughs> they just uh, let they just let you, you let are, you in. Are you dumb? <laughs> I got in because they they're gonna go back and check my application. <laughs> Uh, but Reagan, Reagan was a finalist for it. Uh, oh, she, she's a lot smarter than me. So I learned a little bit about it through her, yeah. uh, then. And I, and I knew you had won that. Congratulations, man. That's a crazy big honor. Yeah, thank you. And then we have a couple local friends that I've met through you around you that are also your Moorhead friends as well. That's right. Uh, yeah. which is very special. So it's a great group of people and, and, you know, education has really changed my life and, and I'm grateful to the Moorhead for so that. So what did you study at Chapel Hill? Uh, undergrad. Well, it's funny. I started pre-med, which is really growing up in my hometown. I felt like the, the people that seemed to have the most money were lawyers and doctors. Yeah. And, and I yeah. said, well, I'm going to be a doctor. I mean, hilariously, like, I can't stand the sight of blood. Like the <laughs> fact that I even considered being pre-med and I was pre-med in Carolina. Oh yeah. I understand. Like, I, I, I get queasy. Um, and, but looking at my parents and their business people, like it was just natural. So I did business administration with a minor in Spanish. I see you're a Moorhead scholar. It took me a few minutes to adapt to school. It did. Uh, hard. I love Harding high, university high, but it prepared me. I kind of could have done. So my GPA after my freshman year, when I would have applied to undergrad business school, that was below the threshold where they say it needed to be to apply. So I became an economics major, and I, I love, love economics. That's awesome. But my wife was undergrad business, and she used to always tell me, oh, my gosh, you would take this. You'd pay to take this class. I was like, that's what college is. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are paying, baby. We're not quite getting paid so, to do this uh, quite yet. Yeah. Anyway, man, what good what good stories in history? Will you stick around for a couple more segments? I'd love to, man. All right. We got Badge Stone and uh, Nervous McPatrick here. When we return, you're I'm listening to At Home We're with Roby. We're good. Welcome back, Dead Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm a Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. We're with Badge Stone today. If you missed the last couple of segments, go back, hit them on our podcast, or you can check them out on our social media, uh, any one of the sites. Sarah, can you please do me a favor and get Mr. Badge Stone some swag? He needs Including some swag. one of these hats, a couple notepads and stuff. Yeah. Put, put it on. I'd be grateful. Can you send that through social media? <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't You're getting, know. I was it's, asking. It's, it's not like like a telegram. It's Instagram. You're gonna like buy a skin and and get in the metaverse here. We're going oh, old. No, hey. no. Do. I was just stressing how old school right. will never go away. Oh, okay. I actually you think it'll come back. Artificially wear yeah. that hat. Yeah. Well, you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's the crazy part. That's what scares me about this stuff. Yeah. You can make that hat say whatever you wanted to say, can't you? You come in here with a hologram hat, Patrick. Uh, I might have to cold slap you. That's when we're going on deep. My, on my hoverboard, that'd Man. be sweet. Oh, that would be fun. That'd be pretty cool. I used to always, when Back to the Futures came on, I always while I was waiting to get my hoverboard. Never got my hoverboard. Uh, I bet you still have that red vest in your closet. <laughs> yeah, he 100% has the vest, bro. I can tell you that right now. You got a, You have a, a Back to the Future. I've seen you wear yeah, some stuff like I that do. Before. I wear it sometimes. Reagan likes it. No, I'm kidding. So, so bad, you undergrad business, then progress us through your college career, please. Yeah, so I, probably best to even start a business school. Um, and we talked about it before, but prior to business school, I was a farmer and investment banker and in the apparel business. 
quite a cocktail there. But yeah. you heard the farming part. But um, investment banking, I went and worked for Bowles Hollow O'Connor, which was one of the boutique investment banks here in Charlotte. But my first day was actually in First Union because they were acquired by First Union. And after a year, I left, and Hugh McCall was starting. Um, he had uh, retired from Bank of America and was starting investment bank, and so helped start McCall Partners. We had one one table and uh, one computer we passed around, and uh, great memories from that. I tell people the only thing worse hours in investment banking is starting in investment bank hours. Um, <laughs> uh, but I loved it, and then from there, I went into the apparel business with VF Corporation, and uh, and that took me on to business school. And where did you go to business school? I went up to business school in Boston. Yeah. So, uh, am, am, I, uh, am I right? MIT? To Harvard. Oh, to Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I, you said Boston. Yeah. I didn't realize Harvard was in yeah. Boston. Yeah. That's Harvard's it. in Boston? It is. Goodness gracious. Yeah. You can tell how humble of a person you are. You didn't want to say that until he kind of pushed He's it. He's over here yeah. looking at me. I'm like, yeah. bail me yeah. out, brother. I'm like, don't don't Thanks. tell. I didn't so. want to say anything. No, that's, that's no really I right. actually loved it. I, I will tell you, I had lots of preconceived notions of what it would be like yeah. to go there, and it was anything but I mean, that. are you picking really? up what um, the dude's laying down? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's a Moorhead Scholar to Chapel Hill. He helped start McCall Partners from my idol, Mr. Hugh McCall, right, as a child, driving on, two, on 74. And then you went to got your master's uh, at Harvard. That is impressive, man. It's so awesome. So David Sheffer's been on our show before, and he's a dear friend of both of ours. I think y'all even share an office together now. Yes. Uh, did, was he there day one with you at at McCall, or did he come a little after you? No, he was at Chapel Hill when we make our recruiting visits. So oh, um, yeah, because you he yeah. He, he sent me some email that I <laughs> don't bring that up. I've seen <laughs> that email. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Nah, it's crazy. That's, I mean, it's so cool. The really cool thing is how much I admired Mr. McCall through my father, you know, just speaking about wisdom and wisdom in Charlotte. And, and I got so many dear friends that have this relationship, which is really special. He is an exceptional person and, and mentor and friend and, Oh man, he just, I, I was visiting with him the day before SVB collapsed. I, I sat with him and I just think the world of him. He's like a second father. Wow. That is very special. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so I think of you, we hadn't even talked about it, as one of the biggest entrepreneurs. I mean, hardworking farm guy. Check these awesome uh, boxes, college, collegiately. Tell us about how your entrepreneur career got going. Yeah, so uh, luckily I did go to um, to HBS uh, for business school because uh, there's something called a search fund model, and it was founded at Harvard in the early 80s, and had I not been there, uh, it only really existed at Harvard and Stanford when I was in business school. And, and what it does is it, it gives uh, young, aspiring entrepreneurs that want to run their own businesses um, there are people that back you with capital and their experience uh, to go look for a single business to buy. And when you buy that business, you become CEO. Now, I had no money. I had little experience, but I had a lot of energy. And those investors backed that. So um, I did that. I bought a business uh, with the help of uh, some mentors. Ed Wissiger, uh, mm -hmm. who's one of my great mentors and friends here locally, uh, was one of my original investors. And I bought a business with him. And I tell people it was a crap business. It was. We pumped sewer. Um, <laughs> so it was in infrastructure uh, equipment rental. Across our, the our number, your number two business is our number one. That's it, we used baby. to say that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I did that. And uh, ultimately... 
long story short, sold that business. We bought a, a security business that I ran. And um, so I was CEO of those two businesses for about seven and a half years. And I love this search fund model. It always kind of resonated with me and the community. And, and frankly, the why is like the impact that I saw from my parents on, you know, when the big tornadoes came through in the 80s, like what they did and how they used their business to impact people in the community and, and be a leader that way. That's my why. That's what gets me up in the morning is like, how do you put position, people in a position and I believe mainly through capitalism, you can do that um, to be able to su- succeed in their community. So uh, long story short, we ended up uh, giving back to the search fund model. Um, and now uh, Macon Carroll, who's a partner of mine with Ed Whisker, we started WSC and company. And I have the I'm very fortunate now that I actually get to seed people like I was 15 or 20 years ago. So we've backed um about 150 individuals around the world to go pursue their dream of buying a business. And then uh, we've invested in about 80 operating companies. So when you were in business school in the early 2000s, I guess? Mid-2000s. A couple years in the 06 to 08. Harvard and Stanford were the only two universities doing the search fund model. That's right. That is crazy. Is yeah. that, is that, I'm sure that has had to have uh, expanded since then. Yeah, and actually one of our original theses was, hey, why isn't this available in other, um, you know, to investors? Because a lot of these investors yeah, sure. are people that want to give back. They Great want investment, that, yeah, too. Right. Yeah. And so, and yeah, and they can make money doing it. But a lot of it was, I'm not ready to hang my cleats up, but I want to coach a young, and I want to believe in someone. And so we raised money from people in the Southeast to kind of do that. Uh, probably 80% of our investors are from there. Um, but a big portion of what you're talking about, Patrick, was how do you get these universities to have this entrepreneurship through acquisition is what it's called now. And so now it's probably at 14 different universities. We probably have people from over 30 different university backgrounds. And, and by the way, some people are, don't have their MBA, so it's not exclusive to that either. It's just exposing people to the ability to buy a business. Because if you, if you think about entrepreneurship, most people think of entrepreneurship as starting a business. Um, mm-hmm. Frankly, I'm pretty risk averse and and I didn't have a really good idea. And starting a business, you have a chance as an operator, it may work as an investor if you have 10 and one of the 10 hits and you make 100 times on it, that works yeah. for you as an investor. But as an operator, I was sitting there saying, that's not really good odds for me. And the search fund model if you buy a business and these people are looking to retire, they care about the legacy of their business, they care about who's going to take over, These uh, the people we back are going to move to that community typically and, and really ingrain themselves in that business to drive it forward. And that's what this is, model is all about. And it's incentivizing people that, you know, um, are kind of recovering investment bankers like myself or recovering consultants that want to be really general managers and leaders of businesses and incentivizing them to bring them into those businesses. So, yeah. So, so you like businesses. I mean, it's kind of Buffett-esque on a bigger picture. You like businesses that want to carry on the legacy. The owner wants to help make the transition be very successful so the legacy carries on. And you've already vetted the searchers. You've already tested who they are ethically and their fabric so you know when they find the right business they're going to go all in that's right hard to be mentioned in the same sentence as buffett but yeah but thank you but absolutely and and by the way they're vetting us as partners too amen and you got 150 that have you've passed the vet test right that's right yeah i I mean mean, I, i talk about this one of my favorite books is richest man in babylon 
by I think George S. Kason, and he and he says in that book, he says, "Old tongue likes to wag," right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I experience that all the time with with our young guys and people that I meet through. We're, we're both in YPO. That's how we really got to grow our friendship. Young Presidents Organization is there's no secret to hard work and honest integrity and and doing what you say you're going to do and and figuring out how to put relationships and opportunities together uh and 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 shed risk and limit risk right uh there's no secret and and the older you get the more you want to share it right absolutely i mean that's what i mean partnership and having the right partners and people is energizing you know it's it's funny we were talking about mr mccall I was saying, look, we were talking about all this stuff happening in the world. And I'm like, in general, I just think people are good. And in general, like, I think we're in a good position. Um, and he said, look, I said, I'm just, an, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. And he's like, look, pessimists can be right. But it's better to be an optimist because at least there's progress. Wow. Mm. Man. All right, you're going to hang out on the last segment. We already kind of teed this up. Oh, I'd love to. This is so good. I wish, man, had more hours in the day. Uh, Badge Stone, when we return, WSC, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts, Trent. we got Badge Stone on the show. Tell them what to do. If you, if you missed the uh, first three segments, you can go back on any of our social media. Which are? Because we got Sarah in the Stry House. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, yeah. Don't, you're, Is MySpace still a thing? Right. Is MySpace still a thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She doesn't have a U in Stry House. She's got the Polish spelling. I got it. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, you got it. I'm learning this. Give me another year or two. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> we got Badge Stone today. What do you think about old yeah, Badge? Unbelievable. You and yeah, Badge I, had never met. I can't believe that. No, uh-uh. uh, we met right before you got here. In fact, I Patrick, saw him. Patrick, does 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 this stuff energize me? Does it energize you? It does. <laughs> it energizes me too. But I think what you said there at the end about an optimist and progress. I mean, progress is really what is fulfillment, right? I mean, as long as we're getting better every single day. I mean, I think that's what we're all trying to do. Whether anybody can do that. Whether you're the the bottom guy at the totem pole or or the chief operator or chief executive officer of any business, yeah, I agree. I mean, the thing I think a lot about is uh, w- what makes me happy, and and it is variety and purpose. And if I have those two things, then I'm happy. Well, you know, I, I, people make fun of me. I like to listen to Tony Robbins every now and again, just because I think he's such a positive person, and he talks about how many billionaires he knows that are that are ultimately depressed. Mm. And it's and it's not about you think of that as success as being having things and stuff and and money, but it's really it, it kind of boils down. It's really progressing in something, absolutely, and, and improving just a little bit every day. We talk about it. Sarah and I joking about running this morning. Like she likes to run. She's obviously you know loves to exercise, and and I do too. I'm never going to break any records, but I just want to progress and I want to beat Trent in a 5K. <laughs> with the with the spread that I give you, yeah, no spread, no spread. <laughs> I'm coming straight up. Well, I'm going to tell you. Every day you run, I run most of them. Oh dang! <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking then. Better see. I better. Patrick, better you need to raise money. There I'm, needs to be I'm, like a competition I'm here proud for of this. Patrick. Yeah, We're don't worry. I raise money for this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Middle aged fat guy race. You gonna broker the deal? For, just, Look, I just do as I'm voluntold. We'll have, we'll have an ambulance at the finish line because we're pretty competitive. <laughs> oh lord. Uh, because I, I I don't only beat you, I beat you with rowing. 
Yeah. Keep on talking. <laughs> no. This is this is so good. I mean, the cool thing is, I, I think back to when I was just wanting to take over to grow up every day, just like you on the farm. I'm in the dump truck, right, with Fred and Leroy at 14. And I just wanted to work, 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 work. I mean, that's all I wanted to do. And uh, and then I started reading business books and, and you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Richest Man in Babylon, Instant Millionaire, The Wealthy Barber. These are all just great teenage, young young adult books to read. And, uh, and I, you know, in a sense, I was so excited I wanted to take over the world. And I wanted to meet these, not, not because they were rich, but because they were successful. I want to meet these people that had all this money. And then you get older and you and you 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 like the Ed Whisaker and the and the Mr. McCall and, and the Mr. Stone and the and the David Sheffer and you like these people not because of what they have. It doesn't matter what they've done. It's because of what they're doing and who they're helping and how they're passionate about what they are. And and I'm blessed that I've made it forty five years well and been able to reflect on on that. And and I have no desire to meet somebody that has made a lot of money. That means nothing to anybody right what are they doing with it what 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 tread do they have to impart on other entrepreneurs and other excited people yeah i agree i mean we talked about my why and and you know one of the things when i sold my first two businesses i was like do i just go back and buy another one and because i i love that that impact of people and the direct feeling of it but I also realized that was a very selfish feeling uh, that was like, how do I amplify the impact? How do I go? Uh, and now we have close to 10,000 employees across our businesses, you know, and these are small businesses. So it takes a lot of those to add up. And, and that's, you know, from the person that, you know, I, I just think about the guy in my first business who was living in a trailer, didn't have a TV and his kids were going to the school and by the time I sold that business, he was making six figures wow. and he yeah, bought six acres and his kids went to a nice Amen. school. That's, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, like that's the American dream, right? Yeah. That's awesome. That is really cool. Another cool thing tying everything back together, Macon Carroll, who who is a, a, a dear friend of mine. And his, a Tar Heel. He, he is a Tar oh, Heel. Man. And his dad, David Carroll, has been on the show before. Also He's a Tar a client Heel. of ours. And it's just so cool how small the world is, right? And <laughs> yeah, I, talk about good and, people. And good yeah. people, right? Yeah. I mean, hardworking, honest, just want to yeah. help people. David from Rocky Mount. Yeah, there you go. City on the rise. And you like those eastern cities, those hey, locations. They all say I'm not from eastern North Carolina, so I have you, to kind of I was about homage. to say, you're like a tweener. <laughs> you're like on the way to the east. <laughs> that's right. I'm not down east. I'm you just got a east. gas station or two when you're headed mm, out that's 74. Right. That's or, right. Or a KFC, <laughs> something like that. Well, Badge, how can people look you up, man? Because it's got so so interesting. Yeah, so visit wscandcompany.com, and you can find us on there. Shoot us an email. I love talking to people about if their dream is to buy a business, and uh, people did it for me, frankly. And th- as your point, there there really wasn't a financial impact. They just gave their time to me because they cared, Amen. and they were willing to give back. And so um, if, if I can help in any way, please reach out to me that way, and they can always reach me through you as well. Yeah, yeah, check us out. On all the Roby social media, I'll hook you up with Badge. We can write your <laughs> name and number in his new notepad. And thank you for having me on and the Roby yeah, family of for companies coming. for that. Yeah, please. Well, God bless you and your family. Thanks for being here. Same, guys. Pleasure. Hey, listen, go have a wonderful day. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Do the golden rule. Carry a smile on your face at it and hard. Thanks for listening to At Home with Roby.